You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily Ohio State Buckeyes podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm coming home, I'm coming home. He is. Tell the world I'm coming home. Watch Welcome out, in. watch out, DMV. To the Locked On Buckeyes podcast, Matt Hayes, Brandon Beam, Friday, November 16th. It's homecoming for Haskins, man. Yeah, it is. Eight touchdowns, 700 yards. Wow, Let's eight go. touchdowns, 700 yards. You heard it here first. What's going on, man? I, look, I kind of know how you're feeling because of what went down in Seattle last yeah, night. Yeah, Matty. Um, I'm feeling good today, for, boy. For those of you that don't know, mm-hmm. Brandon and I both love Game of Thrones, and we have uh, named Aaron Rodgers the Night King. Yeah, because he leaves a wake of destruction yes, in his path. All zombies. He turns dead people into zombies, and uh, they ride with him. But no, yesterday was a big, big thing for you because your team's fighting for that NFC North crown, and it's looking like the Packers are done. And this is coming down to you and the Vikings. So, no, you got to be feeling good, man. Oh, man, I'm feeling really good. And you know that big Sunday night matchup we've all been looking forward to. You know that uh, me and Anthony Rothman, who hosts Carpenter and Rothman, who Maddie produces every day right here from noon to three on the fan. He's a big Vikings fan. I'm a big Bears fan. We get a nice little Sunday night matchup at mm-hmm. 8.30. Bear weather, Maddie. 28 oh, degrees at Soldier Field. Yeah. I mean, this sucker is going to be all over the place. And the NFC North is up for grabs. And let me tell you what, the title runs through the city of Chicago, baby. So let's go. Bears big time game on Sunday night football, and it helps that the Night King goes down. He's down. That game December 16th that I'll happen to be in attendance for against yes, the Packers. Kick them while they're down, Bears. Kick them while go. they're down. You don't even care. You don't even feel bad? No. Kick them while at all. they're down. They've kicked me so many times that in the heart. That is very true. That they is just very chopped true. my head off like Ned Stark, man, so many times. <laughs> Poor Ned Stark. Yeah. All right, high noon tomorrow, ABC. Yep. You got the Buckeyes, number 10 in the country, going uh, into Maryland. Five and five, the Terrapins, which to me is pretty impressive when you think about what they've dealt with all year long, especially uh, with the turmoil that's happened um, in the offseason with DJ Durkin and all that stuff. So, no, the, the spread beam is 14 and a half, favored for Ohio State. They don't have an over-under up right now, which I think is interesting, but there's a nice cushion for them spread-wise uh, for the Buckeyes right now. Let's get right into it. Here's Urban talking about uh, this Maryland offense. Well, they have a new quarterback, and yeah. he's, uh, uh, he's got a very strong arm, uh, did a nice job in the second half against Indiana. Um has a lot of experience, even though he hasn't played a lot this year. <clears throat> but, um, you know, their, their skill is very good. Uh, Tyvon Jacobs is a guy we recruited. Uh, but uh, the, the key is going to be getting lined up. You've, you know, you were at practice, and I was you know, watching it too, and it's, I mean, constant movement, constant shifts, trying to get the defense to screw up basically is what it is. And I have watched a couple of Maryland games, Beam, and you do see that, and he's talking about Tyrell Pigram. He is going to be the replacement for Kasim yep. Hill for you. feel bad for him, man. Two years in a row, this cat tears his ACL. Different ACLs um, both times too, Yeah, man. man. I mean, outside of the Achilles, this is about as tough as it gets yeah. when you talk about injury. So, no, you'll have Pigram back there, and he is definitely what you would call the dual-threat quarterback. Mm-hmm. You heard Urban mention there that this guy – Guy. He can do it all. He can throw it. He can run it. I mean, um, this is going to be a, a, a not a huge test for them, but when you talk about a guy that can do both, I mean, it kind of puts the defense on their heels. Uh, you heard Urban mention the shifting on defense. So the defensive linemen are going to have to be in their assignment, stay in their gap, stay disciplined because I'm sure in Maryland, what they're going to try to do is throw a lot of eye candy at the Buckeyes, a lot of stuff in the backfield, a lot of pre-step snuff uh, going on. So, no, I think 
I feel comfortable about where they are right now, but with a new quarterback, you don't have a lot of film. Sometimes that could get a, a bit tricky. Yeah, it can, especially, you know, a dual threat guy, Matty, because every time, you know, a pocket collapses, he's, his first instinct isn't going to be to extend the play uh, and look downfield. His first instinct is going to be put the ball under underneath your armpit and just go, man. No uh, and so, you know, human instinct kicks in then. But uh, I'm going to be interested to see this Ohio State defense because, you know, we had Jason Priestess on, the founder of the uh, of 11 Warriors yesterday. Mm-hmm. He co-hosts uh, the 11 Warriors radio hour Wednesdays right here on the fan from 8 to 9. He co-hosts the final whistle right here, uh, Sundays 9 to 11 right here on the fan and um, you know he was saying the same thing I I think that you know we're all three kind of on the same page is that that performance last week against Michigan State was the performance that you were wondering where was going to be all year and some of that goes to credit of Michigan State's ineptitudeness on the offensive side of the ball but listen if this Ohio State defense kicks into high gear uh, like I think that we have been challenging them to do all season. I'm sure the coaches have been too. Uh, you know, it, it's going to be so fun to watch and really how, you know, it's not like you're going to get a guy like Rocky Lombardi or Brian Lewerke who's going to stay there in the pocket uh, and just be sacked and gobbled up for lunch, man. This is a guy who's going to be able to, you know, get around the edges. So uh, once again, the pressure – I think goes back to the linebackers mm-hmm. staying in contain, man. Someone's going to have to be uh, spying on him all day. Malik Harrison, step up. I mean, this is going to be your time. You know, he did a great job, I thought, when he was spying Trace McSorley back in that Penn State game. So this is another reason, I think, uh, that Ohio State's defense, one, I think should be excited about it because it's not the starter. Two, uh, it's a little bit weary because, you know, this is a guy who can break you down. No doubt. And I think Chase Young's a guy I'm going to be looking at and just the edge rushers in general because – you have to set the edge. You have to seal him in. I mean, this is something that we've talked about all year long, even going back to Robinson being with TCU, with these guys, contain, contain, contain. It's going to be such a big thing because once you allow Pigram to get that third and four, they pick that up, and Maryland starts to get some momentum. They get confidence, and your defense has some of those negative thoughts creep back into their mind. Things can get a little sticky, and I don't think that's going to be the case tomorrow, but when you have a guy that can extend plays, it's definitely something you want to avoid is keeping them on the field and keeping Haskins away from touching the rock as much as possible because I'm expecting a big day from him. Here's Urban talking about Mike Weber and that run game against the Spartans. He earned every yard. And uh, our offense line earned every yard. And we only had, I think, two or three champions in the offense line. And a lot of that was who we played. You know, once again, it's, you'll never hear us other, say other than respectful things about our opponent. But that, uh, you know, Michigan State has always had our respect. Outside of the defense beam, this is the biggest thing that I want to watch. Can we get three weeks in a row of consistent run game yeah. from Ohio State, right? Because we saw it against Nebraska. We saw it against Michigan State. You should be able to move Maryland around. And the biggest thing is if you get some positive uh, results from running the ball again, Beam, that will give this team a ton of confidence going up against Michigan next week. And you're going to need all the confidence you can get because they're gonna, there's going to be some bloodthirsty Wolverines stepping into Ohio Stadium next Saturday at noon uh, when we all are still digesting our Thanksgiving food. So, no, this to me is the biggest deal. Do not let Pigram get loose and wiggle on you and extend plays and extend drives, but can this offensive line, can Mike Weber, J.K. Dobbins continue to do what they're doing in the run game? Because if they can, I think that's going to be a big, big positive for them all week long going into next Saturday. Of course, man. It's like a a slow boil right now. You know, this thing has been boiling and boiling and boiling, and finally 
uh, well, I shouldn't say boiling. Like you've had the simmer on, and you're looking at the water, right? You know, getting ready to cook your macaroni and cheese. And it seems like when you watch the water, that thing doesn't go up. But you take a take your eye off of it for a second, and all of a sudden, it starts to boil. It's right. starting to simmer. You're starting to see those little bubbles at the bottom of the pan, and it's starting to uh, kind of heat up a little bit. So yep. yeah, if three weeks in a row, if Ohio State can get their run game going, if another defensive performance can happen, you're telling me that an Ohio State team that just went into East Lansing and beat down Michigan State, a team who could possibly come out of this weekend with a beat down against Maryland, you get that running game going, the defense has a great performance. I mean, we're going to be in for a fight. You yeah, know, you're going to be in for an absolute dogfight next week against Michigan. Right. No doubt. No doubt about it. I want to let you know about Sling TV. We'll come back, play some Ur- the urban clip about the Tate Marteau package because I know that's been a very, very hot subject in Buckeye land right now. You don't want to watch the games, Beam. You need to watch the games or you're sick of paying for 20 channels you never watch when you just want to see your team win. Sling TV is the best way to watch college football. $30 a month, you get ESPN, Pac-12, SEC, and more. Sling TV gives you the live TV you love, only better. No useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees. Cancel at any time. Sign up for Sling TV and get a seven-day free trial. Lockdown listeners can get their seven-day free trial by going to sling t- sling.com, excuse me, slash lockdown. That's sling.com slash lockdown. We'll be back in a second talk a little bit about this Tate Martell situation. You are Locked On Buckeyes, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. All right, so you and I have kind of been like, eh, eh, right, with the Tate Martell stuff. Yeah. Buckeye fans are loving this right now. They're loving it. And I think when you are a Buckeye fan and you are so used to everything going your way, right, most of the time. Of course. Everything goes your way. And if you have one hiccup or a couple, like a season like we have Def this year, Con 10. there's so much overreaction. Yep. And, I, and I've and i been in the camp of I want number seven on the field at all times. If the offensive line the re, and the running backs can't get it done in the red zone, that to me is not Dwayne Haskins' fault. But we know now that the head coach is open to it. Here's Tate Martell, excuse me, Irvin talking about Tate Martell and whether or not he'll continue to get PT. Yeah, we've been working hard at it, and, you know, the red zone is very difficult, not just for us, for everybody when you get in there. And uh, uh, how do you equate numbers is always the answer. And if you're pro style and bring everybody in, they just bring everybody in, you're playing within a five-yard box, 22 people. And that's really traditionally not what we've done. Um, and so we, I think Tate gives us that, you know, a little bit of an answer down there. And so I, I think we'll use him more in the future and, and Remains to be seen. The biggest part of that was Tate gives us a little bit of an answer down there, right? And yeah. If, and if the coaches are believing in that and they're seeing results um, that are going to help them in the red zone, there's nothing you and I can do about it. I'm still not going to love it uh, because I think even when Tate does come in now, he's not a, a, a threat to throw the ball yet. Now, next year when he probably takes over, if Dwayne comes back, whatever the case is, when Tate becomes a full-time quarterback, he gets an offseason to work on the throwing, he's going to be a heck of a player. But I think right now it becomes easier for teams to hone in on what the Buckeyes are going to do when Tate's back there. But it seems like, being we're going to see this uh, the rest of the way, and we talked about it. This is something that Don Brown and Harbaugh are going to have to study more next week if they do throw this out there on tape uh, tomorrow night against Maryland. Of course. T- afternoon, I'm sorry. Yeah, of course it is. I mean, you know, we talk about Tate Martell so much. Uh, and yesterday we were talking about 
you know, the Dwayne Haskins news. Uh, well, not, I don't know if you want to call it news, but, you know, the report that came out that it was from, noteworthy, Matt, yeah. from Matt Miller. Yeah, it was, it was noteworthy. And we talked about it, that Matt Miller said that he was going to return to school. Uh, Dwayne Haskins was. And then you start thinking down the whole line of like, well, what's Tate going to do? You know, because there's already mm-hmm. been uh, kind of rumblings that, you know, not necessarily that he's frustrated, but he's, you know, chomping at the bit and he's ready to go. You right. know, this guy's uh, put in his time. He feels like he's finally probably hit a stride. He came in. He played a couple plays last week. I thought he did good. The fumble was not his fault. Was bad snap for yep. Michael Jordan. Uh, so yeah, you look at a guy like this, and absolutely, Maddie. Even if you throw him in for a couple plays against Maryland, just to keep Don Brown honest, just to keep that Michigan defense honest, right. and say, listen, we need to work on this, and maybe you know, taking that two three hours out of practice that they're going to have to cover, you know, running that defense against a spread option mm-hmm. where a quarterback is is heavy in the run, that's going to take a couple hours away from working on your cornerbacks and your safeties sure. from Ohio State's uh, post routes whatever you want to do uh, with their receivers. So, you know, it's going to be so interesting to watch. And I, I do. I think it's the most interesting thing, uh, not this weekend, uh, because I think that Ohio State is just the superior team. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't even think if Tate plays that it might not matter that right. much. But if you want to look at uh, ahead to next week, that's the most interesting X factor that I think you have in this Ohio State-Michigan game for this year because we know that Michigan, uh, their defense is just nasty, man. That is a nasty defense. They get after you so much. And so how can Urban Meyer, Ryan Day, Kevin Wilson, all these offensive gurus and geniuses put their heads together and say, listen, we know this defense. We know that they're great. But what can we do Mm -hmm. to keep them on their heels? You know about it. Last one here on Tate Martell. Here's Ryan Day talking about him. First thing is he's been practicing really, really well the last few weeks and feel like, you know, we, we've worked on a few things that he's, uh, you know, embraced, which, um, you know, obviously he can do a great job with his legs and he's a good uh, decision maker that way. He's, uh, um, you know, got a lot of short area quickness in, in that way, but he's done a great job of throwing the ball. You know, one of the games I think he was 10 for 10 throwing, so uh, improving in all areas. And, and um, so he's a little bit of a change in pace and because he's been practicing so well, we think he deserves to get in there some. Now, Bean, this is something that I monitored early in the year, what, what happened at Clemson, right? Because yeah. we know in big-time college athletics there's always politicking going on. And now that these coaches know with this transfer rule and all this stuff going on, are they trying to keep him happy to avoid that? It wouldn't surprise me. It, it really would not surprise sure. me. Now, that decision may be taken out of their hands if Dwayne decides to return next year. But I just think it can get very dangerous when you're messing around with two quarterbacks, especially late in the year like this, when these games are so vital, so important to what you want to accomplish, and especially when you have a very small chance, in my mind, to get into the college football playoff. Um, look, if it if it ends up working for them, I will be eating crow. I'm just saying me yeah. personally – I don't love these change of paces all the time, especially when you've got an NFL caliber quarterback back there. And especially when you've got this offensive line that is as big as it is and they have some momentum going right now. Allow those guys to move people around and stop messing with Tate Martell. I know I'm in the minority in this because a lot of Buckeye fans that I've talked to are all in with this Tate Martell wrinkle right now. And it seems like the coaches are open to it. So I might as well just shut up, Beam, because I know it's coming on Saturday. I know it's going to be something. And it may be just the bigger picture here maybe what's going to go down next Saturday and they really want to get ready for that and like you mentioned have Don Brown have Harbaugh stand up and even the guys on defense study some more film instead of knowing what they're going to get in the pro star offense that Dwayne Haskins provides and listen I'm fine with Tate Martell entering the game you know if you want to throw a wrinkle into the offense you know I think that you look at last week and like okay I'm fine with that 
as long as you keep him on a pitch count, you know, or the situation calls for it. But if you start to get in that funky situation where it's like, okay, Dwayne, go in. And then after a drive, like, all right, Tate, go in. Uh, you start getting into that. I think that's a very dangerous game to play, especially with both quarterbacks. I mean, you know, if Tate rips off a 45, 50 yard run for right. a touchdown and then Urban's like, okay, well, let's keep him in the game. I mean, yeah, that can see, frustrate yeah. Dwayne so much with a guy who's been doing so much. So you don't even want to cause that wrinkle. I don't even want to think about that. But Ohio State, their coaches get paid way more than I do to make these decisions. I've yeah. got the faith in them that they'll be able to make the right one. All right, Maddie, let me tell you about our guys over at Sling TV. You don't want to watch the game you need to watch the game. Are you sick of paying for 20 channels you never watch when you just want to see your team win? Well, Sling TV is the best way to watch college football. For only $30 a month, you can get ESPN, Pac-12, SEC, Big Ten, and more. Stream it on your big screen and all of your favorite devices. Sling TV gives you the TV that you loved, except only better. There are no useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and you can cancel it at any time. Sign up for Sling TV and get a seven-day free trial. Locked On listeners can get their seven-day free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com slash Locked on. Go to Sling TV and check our guys out. This is Locked On Buckeyes, your team every day. All right, so we heard from Urban about the Maryland offense. Let's hear from the head honcho on defense, Greg Schiano, about what he's seen on tape from Maryland. Well, they're really talented. That's first and foremost. Uh, they're skilled people. Uh, Coach Durkin had done a great job recruiting skill. And uh, when you look at the receivers and the running backs, uh, and they've had some injuries in the in the backfield, and they still have really talented running backs. Uh, the quarterback position, as you know, we're going to have the, the backup. But you remember the backup was the starter. Yes. I mean, a whole year and a half ago, they beat Texas with this guy. So he is really a very good player. And unfortunately for them, both those quarterbacks have gone through surgeries and injuries. But um, he's really good. He's mobile. He can throw it. Uh, he's short. So if you can uh, you know, cloud the vision a little bit, I think that can be one way to help us. But when he can see it, He's got a very strong arm, and, and uh, you know he's very, very athletic in running the football. So I'm glad that Greg Shannon brought that up because Pigram is a guy with experience. So you're not going to yeah. get a guy that's going to be a deer in the headlights. He is not going to be shook at all by playing Ohio State. He mentioned the Texas game a year ago. So this guy has been in a moment where he's upset some teams. And look, also, the biggest thing that I took away from that is I wonder, did Tate Martell give this defense a lot of looks because of the shorter stature that Tate Martell provides? So no, I think this defense should have a really good look. I'm, I have to imagine being that Tate Martell ran some scout team quarterback this no week doubt. to prepare them yeah. for this style of quarterback, especially when the Hill News came down um, earlier in the week. So if they can force him to stay in the pocket and throw through those lanes, I think this is really going to work out in Ohio State's favor. Which is something we haven't said all year, like right. force the quarterback to exactly. throw the no, ball. Exactly, but I really think with a guy like this who would probably rely more on his legs and rather get out of the pocket and do some damage there, that's going to be something I can't wait to see tomorrow. Um, I'm really just going to be have my eyes on Cooper and Young, all these edges out there beam. Mm-hmm. If they can seal him in there, then I think the Buckeyes should have a really, really good day tomorrow. Yeah, I'm with you, Matt. You get pressure on the quarterback. And also, how about – you know, talking about the secondary and forcing Tyrone Pigram to pass the ball. How about a multiple interception game? I, love, I mean, oh, come you know, on, man. Like, I don't know when is the last time that that happened. I, I know mean, that when it Malik happened. was here. Yeah, I, I don't that know. Year, they were they were picking everything exactly. When Hooker was back. Well, no there. fly zone back there. Yeah. But um, you know, I, I just I don't I don't know what when the last time Ohio State had multiple interceptions in a game. Maybe I'm like you know deaf, dumb, and blind for yeah. you know thinking. Me too. I, I just I don't know. I know that they had the interception last week. I know that that was good. I know they had the defensive touchdown. But then as I'm starting to like turn these games back in my head, I don't know. Maybe the Minnesota game when yeah. Anikstad threw a couple of picks. I mean, I, it just how about Draymonts and TCU? Right, the touchdown yeah. that was ruled an interception. Correct. Um, 
Or is that a fumble? Yeah, I don't know. I because it was I all the, no, it was off the pitch. So that's an interception. Yeah, it was he intercepted off the pitch. that he one. Then he scored another one. Right. Right? No, but, sc- yeah. yeah, but I'm with you, man. The interceptions, they have to be at a low uh, number this year because, man, what we've seen from these guys in the secondary, it's been a struggle all year long. All right, it's the last couple minutes of the show. You guys know how we're doing on Friday. Let's pick some games. Mm-hmm. All right, so I think this was, this was pretty interesting. You got the Big Ten West yep. champion, number 22 Northwestern, going into Minnesota. We just watched Minnesota just thrash Purdue, right. which is awful for Ohio State. That loss continues to look worse and worse uh, as the season progresses, and that's why I happen to think there's no, sh- not only say no shot, but a very small chance that Ohio State gets into the playoff this year. But we've got Northwestern uh, against Minnesota tomorrow. I, I like Northwestern. I think I they got too. something going on. They're not going to be scared of the cold or anything like that because of how they what they have to deal with in Chicago. I'm um, rolling with North, Northwestern. Yeah, me too, man. Give me the Cats. I think this is a team with a lot of confidence. I don't know what Minnesota is. Uh, you know, they go out, they get blown out by Illinois one week. They go out and beat Purdue the next week. I think Northwestern, as crazy as it sounds, man, they're the cream and the crop of that division. It's, Give me the Cats. And it's been the most disappointing team has by far been Wisconsin. Oh, in the entire by country. far, they've been. And I will agree with that. Look, I'll let you pick this game first because I already gave my pick uh, yesterday. Number 12, Syracuse going Ooh. against number three, Notre Dame. It, Ian Book is expected to start. I don't care. I'm a Dino ba- Babers believer. Give me the Qs and Notre Dame's wearing those ugly Ugly uniforms Just tomorrow. Just horrible. You're Notre so, Dame, man. Don't do this don't to me do again, all right? They deserve to lose. Right. Uh, give me – you know, I was back and forth on this like all night Come on with night. me, Beam. Come on. I got to go with the Irish. What? I think, I think with Book playing, they're they're better Come than on, Syracuse. I know they're playing me. in Yankee Stadium up in New York, but Notre Dame fans travel, man. I got to I got to go with the Irish. You're I'm killing cheering. Me. I'm like – I'm split. I told you my stepdad is a big Notre Dame fan. Okay. All, all right. right. My, he's a big Notre Dame all fan. Right. I'm cheering for Syracuse. I hope that all just hell breaks loose in the college football playoff, <laughs> but I, I got to go with the Irish. All right. Number 16, Iowa State versus number 15, Texas. This is the game I think I'm most excited for this week because uh, Matt Campbell getting after Tom Herman would be interesting because Tom Herman, man, I don't know what got into Tom Herman. I don't remember him being this guy here. Yeah, he's, he's so just, uh, brash, man. Yeah, man. He's just so uptight all the time, man. So I'm rolling with Matt Campbell. I'm a believer. I really am a believer what Matt Campbell's got going on. They've had some big wins this year, uh, mainly the one against West V. So I'm going to roll uh, with Iowa State tomorrow. I think Texas is like, they're good, but they're kind of in all sorts they're of disarray right now. You they're know? fake good like West Virginia and Notre Dame. Like Bob called, uh, Bobby Carpenter called the Bears fake good. No, you guys are legit, but I mean, these these teams are fake good. Texas, Notre Dame, uh, they're fake good. Uh, give me Iowa State. All right. Yeah. All right, last one here. we got the fighting Luke Fickles coming in at number 24, Cincinnati, uh, going down to UCF number 11. Game day is going to be there. Herbie's on the call, so this is going to be a big deal tomorrow for those fans uh, down there. I mean, look, Milton, he's been incredible, mm-hmm. right? So if this game was in Cincinnati, I'd roll with them, but I think i got to roll with UCF. They haven't lost yet. they got all these guys back from last year. They know what they're doing. They're a veteran team. Uh, I'm rolling with the Knights. Yeah, I have to, too. I'm cheering for Luke Fickle, and I think that Luke Fickle's going to make a great coach at Purdue once Jeff oh. Brown moves to Louisville. I think that's he's going to have be Sources a, are telling you something? Uh, not even sources are telling me. It's just a gut feeling that okay. he's going to move on to Purdue after this season. Uh, but, yeah, I wish I could cheer. You know, I'm cheering for the Bearcats, but, yeah, Mackenzie Milton, UCF, Golden Knights go. I got the Buckeyes 37-14 tomorrow. I got the Buckeyes 49-24. to 24. Four, Maddie. Uh, Forty-nine, right. twenty-four. I gotta get out of here. I got a sh- show to produce. Yeah, you do. Like We're five four minutes, minutes away. All right, <laughs> we'll see you guys on Monday. Thanks for listening to Locked Up Buckeyes podcast.